0: welcome back to the simplest talks radio show um so i'm albertino
1: i'm zainab i'm ibuku i'm Marvel.
2: and i'm t
0: and as you can probably tell there's some new voices in the room we're joined by a few ambassadors and the founder of the black girls mentoring project so a little bit about the black girls mentoring project so zainab is here she's the founder She's going to tell us a bit more about it.
1: So, I made the Black Girls Mentoring Project when I was in my first year of university. Um, I went to Warwick and I studied law. Um, I graduated um, about two months ago now. Um, and I made BGMP um, because of the underrepresentation of ethnic minority girls in Russell Group universities. Um, I felt that in my university and in other Russell Group universities across the Midlands, through London and just everywhere in the UK, there wasn't enough black girls um, mm. and we weren't being represented. So um, it's a mentoring scheme a- aimed at like girls between the ages of 14 and 18. So about from year 10 to year 13. And we basically sort of encourage them to apply to the, these universities through like mentoring. Um, a lot of girls don't have people to look up to or people mm. that have done these kind of things. So they don't know who they can follow. Mm. Um, So I just thought that it would be nice to make something like this, just to encourage them and help them. Um, Mentees are assigned to mentors who guide them through their years, their last few years in secondary school and then about the first two years of sixth form. Mm. And then we basically hope that they get into the university of their choice. And we just encourage them through like events, um, daily mentoring um, and yeah, that's pretty
0: much it. Yeah, okay, so before we carry on with our conversation,
2: um, we've got a question Uh, not even a question it's what did you learn this week we asked this to everyone so all of you get a chance to share with us so you guys can pick anyone, anyone. Um, what, we've got time <laughs> it, so. Um,
3: so I just finished an internship um at the Guardian so Ooh. what I learned hmm. this week yeah just drop that in <laughs> <laughs> what I learned this week was that um, diversity is like really important in terms of the workplace mm. whilst I was so there true. I was one of the few black people in the office Mm. amongst the interns and i saw the workload that the black and minority ethnic um, workers got and they did work very hard and you see their work ethic and i really learned that you know wherever we are as black people we Mm. do work 10 times harder Mm. and i did see it in the flesh so that's something that i learned and it also gave me the confidence to like when I do get into those spaces, like what I'm going to do and how I'm Mm going to approach it. So that's Mm -hmm. what I learned this week.
1: Um, So I work in finance um, and I had to do a training course um, over the past four days. Um, So this week I learned a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned about how I am in social situations and how I am in professional situations. (laughs) Um, We had to do a speed feedback task where we had to analyze like, sort of everybody's behaviors and sort of say what we respect and admire about our colleagues and mm. constructive criticism that they can work on. And a lot of the constructive criticism I got was that I should socialize more with everybody. <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much I'm on my phone by myself or just like, <laughs> as soon as like the day ends, I just would like rush to the train station to go home. Um, so I think I learned that I actually have to mix with people a lot, yeah. um, mm. build relationships mm-hmm. a lot more and just make an effort with people.
4: Yeah, so what I learned this week, um, I just finished um, my placement as a software engineer. Um, oh damn. Yeah, I'm in, te- I'm <laughs> like in technology. That. Yeah, so what I learned this week was the difference between software engineering and software development, mm-hmm. because when I finished my placement, I decided that I didn't want to go into software engineering. but what I learned was that I meant to mention to me that software engineering and software development are ve- two very different things. Mm-hmm. So the software development is more the coding side of it. That's the side that I don't want to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer to go to the software engineering side where I'll be in communication with the clients to essentially work through the software development lifecycle instead of just coding. Mm. at my desk every day yeah so that's what I learned
2: this week the
5: difference between
2: software engineering and software development development. yeah that's a good one that's
0: your turn don't look at me what have I learned this week so I went to Open Day King's College Open Day and I've just learned how privileged I am to know a different language so a lot of people there are like international students people from different backgrounds and I just realized the importance of Knowing people outside of your comfort zone outside of your area in your community, that like, a lot of people don 't have that privilege of traveling and seeing new people, so yeah, I just learned about how important that is
2: it right, 's good uh, for me, it was the importance of diet, and people are probably thinking oh, that <laughs> but I believe that diet goes beyond just what you put in your mouth, it definitely goes into what you put in your brain as well, so paying attention to what you're listening to or what you're watching has a big impact on how you're going to turn out. So just keep an eye out for them things there, because some of you consume the rubbish. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we've touched a bit about on our backgrounds and stuff, but we'll go around with our guests. So what's your background? What do you do? Yeah, I
4: am a final year student at the University of Essex. As I said, I just finished my year placements. It was a long year, but God got me through it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I study computer systems engineering, so I'm a very techy female.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's but actually quite good. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think there should be more female students in tech. There's not a lot. Yeah. Um,
3: my name is Marvell, and I just graduated from the University of Nottingham, and I studied international media and communications. Um, after I graduated I went on to the Guardian to do like a placement scheme which is basically about positive action so diversifying the newsroom mm. so um, it's, I think people who are listening should really look out to that scheme because it's really good and uh, what else do I say oh and <laughs> I'm about to start a Masters um, studying wow. journalism at Kingston mm. University in a few weeks
1: yeah that's me Um, So I already mentioned I'm Zainab. Um, I graduated two months ago as well. So I recently just graduated from the University of Warwick. I studied law. Um, Now I currently work in finance um, and I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. can't wait for the future.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. So we said, you know, Zainab is the founder of BGMP, but what about you two? How did you find out about it? How did you begin to get involved?
4: Actually, found out o- about it on Snapchat. Actually, previously to t- find it on Snapchat, I saw Zenab's work on LinkedIn and stuff, and I was being really, mm. really impressed about. It. This is really cool. I would love to get involved, um, and I really believe in sharing knowledge with younger people because, especially growing up as women in technology, there wasn't a lot of black females to lo- look up to and to ask questions. So I've always believed in um, asking. You mean sharing knowledge? So when the opportunity came up to be an ambassador, I was so interested. I was like, yeah, mm. I want to do this. So I reached out. I applied and yeah got into it yeah I'm
3: really happy <laughs> <laughs> um, well I went to the same school as Zainab um, went to the same secondary school and I know I've always known that Zainab's like really hard working yeah. so when I heard about um, her initiative with like Black Girls Mentoring Project I was like okay this sounds like a really good thing and I want to be a part of it and I want to like not only support my friend but also support what like the cause what she's doing yeah. yeah because i think it's really important for black girls to have like a mentor and especially with the field that i went into like with media um a lot of girls or a lot of not black girls but a lot of people do go into like the engineering medicine and those mm. those are seen as like the more serious things to study mm. so like with media i just wanted to let other people know especially if it's for black girls young black girls like me that media is like an important still an important um job and like career to go into so i thought if i could be that representation for someone then i would want to so that's why i applied for um ambassador but prior to being an ambassador i was just supporting Zainab <laughs> as my friend because i thought she was doing great things but yeah
0: yeah but media is very important like what we the things that we consume it's all social media it's all media on the tv we might think it's real but someone is constructing it In the background No one's lying Yeah Yeah. (laughs) They're lying Changing up the truth So Yeah But one thing I want to touch on You both mentioned Like Supporting people That look like yourself Representing people That are yourself So How do you deal with Misrepresentation In the fields That you work in Um, As As In regards to
4: Coming
0: across as a Young black female Or Yeah 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 Or or just young in general Because a lot of people don't appreciate the work that young people do
4: i think just come with energy um <coughs> know your stuff make sure you, you know what you're doing ask, mm. ask the right questions and just just yeah come with energy make sure that you, you are making a little little mistakes but the, the mistakes you're making aren't noticeable yeah, yeah. you're learning from yeah, them learning yeah. From mistakes, essentially, yeah. yeah um one
3: thing that i learned whilst i was at the garden was someone told me act like you belong because on the first day I was a bit nervous because, mm. you know, it's a big office and I'm, I feel like a small girl. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when he said that, I was like, OK, this makes a lot of sense because a lot of um, black people, like, when we go into certain spaces, we're made to feel like we don't belong, don't belong there now. and yeah. we don't deserve to be there or, like, how I we was saying prior, like, we work so hard to get there that when we get there, we freeze. Mm. So um, when he said act like you belong, I think that's, like, something that a lot of people should like implement in everyday life, even if you're waiting for a bus stop, act like you belong at that bus stop Mm -hmm. and you deserve (laughs) to get on that bus because if you don't have the right mindset then when you do come into like misrepresentation and like the basically the faults within the certain career field you want to get into, you'll lose focus. Mm -hmm. So it's important to really everything you do be grounded and know that okay, I'm here, I belong to be here and you know, things will just come your way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not just with things coming your way, but also getting opportunities. Like you mentioned LinkedIn, I feel like just anyone there who doesn't have LinkedIn, go and get it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter that you might not look as good as other people, but you, as you said, you belong. You have a place there. So, do you have any? On that note, do you have any tips of confidence? Like feeling like you belong is a difficult thing to do. Not everyone has the confidence to do that. So is there anything that you feel like has helped you with that, has helped you to learn how to value yourself?
4: Um, just believing in yourself and just having a lot of self-confidence. It's not easy, but you have to work through it. You have to believe that you, you, you got where you are for a reason mm-hmm. and you were selected for a reason. Like you, you weren't there by mistake. So yeah. just, just believe believing yourself, yeah, essentially.
3: Mm. Um, for me, like I do struggle with like confidence and stuff like that sometimes. But what I always think about is like, I know everyone has like close relationships, like a family member, but for me, it's my mum. So mm. when you think of like your mum and how, like when I started The Guardian, she thought I was going to be on TV and she thought I was like, that's it, I've gone clear. <laughs> so <laughs> so you have to think about like, what I always think about is my mum thinks that I'm doing the most amazing thing in the world. So you have to think about it from their perspective, like, yeah. and just tap into her idea of me so mm-hmm. that i can live up to it basically because mm-hmm. it's um very hard to do it on your own and mm-hmm. if it's not your mom then sometimes whether you're spiritual it'll be god or if it will be like an older brother or even a younger sibling who makes you want to work harder or a friend so that's what i tend to do like look to other people until i feel
1: like i'm ready to
0: get yeah to, to get thing. to your place yeah. yeah
1: just to add to that um I also think it's um, important to find mentors. So, people that they don't have to look like you, they don't Mm. have to be, if you're a girl, they don't have to be um, female, but just somebody that inspires you, that you look up to, and you can take what you like from them and just sort of use that. Mm. And I think it's really important in the sense that if you see somebody who's done something before you have, you kind of believe, oh, maybe I can do this as well. And it's actually really helped me just to look up to people, um, see who. It is that's doing something that you really like, mm. and then like just take that and work with it. I just think that's really important,
0: yeah. And finding the right mentors as well because not everyone out there showcasing their life is good for you or beneficial, mm. or mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Just want to slide a quick question in there. So, who inspires you, all of you?
5: Who inspires me, my
4: family. Mm. That's a very genetic answer, but my family does inspire me because um, I want to do great things for them, not only for myself, but for them as well. I want to be successful for them.
1: Yeah. I think definitely my dad. Um, I see a lot of myself in my dad. Sometimes I even wonder, like, did I even take any traits from my mum? Like, <laughs> do I even have any of my mom's traits in me? Like, my dad is very... He's an artist. He's creative. Like, yeah. I always see creative things in things. I always like to see the creative side of things. Mm. Um, and then he also worked in finance as well. So <laughs> I feel like I'm just sort of following his, like, foot, um, Your footsteps. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but he's really inspired me because he's always made me believe that I can do it and I can do something and that nothing is hard. Things are hard, obviously, but mm. nothing is so hard that I can't put myself through that or I can't do it. And he's always been, like, a sort of living example of that and he also inspires me because he is a forward thinker he always thinks about the future and how the decisions you make now can affect your later future really and i just really think that that's such a great way of thinking and it inspires me just to do great and when i see that he's proud of what i've done i'm like oh yeah like i'm proud of myself but i'm happy that i've made my dad proud Mm. yeah
3: um, I think for me, my mum does seem there inspire me, <laughs> but also I feel like life inspires me because, mm-hmm. like you know, you might have an idea of how you're gonna do something, and then life happens, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, it knocks you down, and you get back up, and then from like the constant setbacks and starting again, you do start to get inspired. Like, okay, next time I'm gonna do this, mm-hmm. and it does become something inspiring, even though it was once something bad. So I feel like life inspires me, and just everything that happened before me inspires me as well because I feel like if it happened before me, that means I'm leading towards it. I just like to think forward, so those are the things
2: that inspire mm. me. Really, it's mm. a good one. What about you? I
0: think same really. Like seeing myself grow and get better at things is a great inspiration for me. Mm. Like it's something that pushes me to do things when there's no one else around me. But also, uh, my little brother. Mainly because when I do things, I just think, okay, is this the type of role model I want to be? Like, is this the type of, the type of behavior and actions that I want him to see? And so, yeah, having that in the back of my mind always helps me to do things. Of course, it's a bit of pressure, but sometimes that pressure is what you need to pursue mm-hmm. to do things. And it's about handling that pressure and that stress to get you where you need to go. What mm-hmm. about you, T? Um.
2: I'd say my family as well, but uh, mainly my mum. I think, like you said, I see a lot of myself in my mum. So sometimes I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know what my my dad takes place in this, but (laughs) it (laughs) happens. Um, But she's always pushed me and she's always given me the strength that I needed, just telling me, yo, you can do this. And she'll tell me things about myself that I don't know. But then later on in life, I'm just like, oh, this is what you meant. Like, oh, okay. So my mum's always been like the rock for me right there. And then my family, I just want to give them the world, man. That's, <laughs> that's, what that's it.
0: Yeah. I feel like family is a big, big support yeah. of in our lives, especially. But it's difficult because some people don't have that family. And so one of the questions that we've been asking on our social media is do young people get enough support from organisations and the government. Mm-hmm. So, like, before we were talking about the support that BJMP gets and things like that. So, yeah, do you want to speak on that, your opinion on the amount of support that people get? <coughs>
5: um,
1: <laughs> um, I don't think it's enough at all. I mm. think it's actually very hard to find how you can even go about getting support, if that's financial or just sort of, like, people support. Mm. Um, I don't think the government do enough, but that's another thing for another day. (laughs) I think the government is more focused on issues like Brexit and other Mm. current affairs that are happening right now, but there's a bit of a distraction away from these kind of things. Um, I think there are organizations that do similar things to us, um, but when it comes to organizations working together, I don't really see that a lot. Um, Mm. So it's kind of hard to like sort of find Um, So, for example, as I said before the podcast, before we started recording, that um, with BGMP, we've had to sort of get grants from my university. Mm. That's the only sort of place I found that I can even go about doing that. And I actually had to do a research project to get that. Um, But in terms of support, I found most support from the ambassadors, the members, Mm. the mentees, the mentors. Those are the people that want to see it grow because they are part of it so i found the most support has come from the people who are part of the organization Mm. rather than people who are on the outside and just see it really i don't Mm. really see that thing there's a lot of support at all
0: why do you feel like they don't really um
1: i think with a lot of people if the issue doesn't affect you then you don't really want to be a part of it so a lot of people are not
0: black girls not young (laughs) Um,
1: they don't really it doesn't affect them so they don't really understand it as much however having said that there have been a lot of people who are not black girls who have reached out and Um, sent a few donations Mm. um just showed some support emailed me and i've really like sort of respected that Mm. and i really like like it when that happens but to be honest with you if it's not affecting you i don't think you'd want to be a part of it and that goes for me as well if i saw an organization that wasn't really affecting me in my everyday life i probably wouldn't lean towards it as much Mm. so maybe that's why i'm not too sure
2: Mm. yeah that's a very good answer
0: yeah yeah what do you guys think about the support that young people get
1: um i think in terms of support i
3: think what zainab said is so true like um, especially young people we tend to support each other we mm-hmm. are like we're leaning on each other where each other's mm-hmm. crutches especially in ter- in terms of like mental health and other things especially with uni it's a very hard three years or four years to go through and you do lean on your friends for support and then even with the BGMP, you have to lean friends for support. Mm. So I feel like support is mainly from the people that are around you. And even like in terms of the government. I don't know what they're doing but even with that it's like the constituencies the people they're the ones that are supporting each other they're the ones who are going out and protesting and it's almost like we have to prove that we care in order to get support Mm. so I feel like support is very hard to come by because we have to almost convince people that we need help first before Mm -hmm. we can get support no one's really looking out to just help and lend a helping hand which i think and that's why i think bgmp is so important because there's no fees involved it's all free Mm -hmm. we're all putting in our own time to go and help other people because we know what Mm. it's like to have no support Mm. i think when it comes to support we know that it's not very um common yeah but that's where we start and that's how we can make sure that people do get support and not put prices on it as well because that's again is excluding people Mm. so yeah support we all need it but it's very hard to come by and mm-hmm. I don't know how to fix that because I'm only one person <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I think um starting change is knowing that there needs to now something needs to happen mm. so mm-hmm. when we acknowledge it then it means you know we're going the right direction but yeah the future who
4: knows <laughs> mm. no I agree with the girls support comes from within if it's not your friends your family if it's not your families the girls within the mm-hmm. organisation mm-hmm. yeah can be really
0: really hard to get to to get support yeah so whilst you were in education or you still are in education do you feel like you got enough support then because I know that the grant that you got yes you did receive that help but it was after tons of work so do you feel like you got enough support
1: um no um no (laughs) but um I think You have to kind of be strategic about it so i don't think because i had just started bgmp at the time i tried to get the grant i didn't really know where to go who to find um support from i didn't know where to yeah where to start so i don't think i got enough support but i don't think i put enough effort into finding where i can get sort of like monetary support from okay um in terms of support like people sort of joining the organization i think i got quite a bit of support with that Um, I remember when I launched BGMP, I was so nervous and I deleted the Twitter app as soon as I (laughs) launched it because I didn't want to see like the results of it and stuff. I thought people would hate it. Um, Yeah, I I really didn't want to see that. But um, I came back and then it had like... 500 retweets like in like oh, wow. a, in like 2 hours then i came back the next day and like stormzy had retweeted it wow. then it had like <laughs> 1000 so it just kept growing and growing mm. and it was like a big thread and then mm. by the end of the first day of launching it it had like 500 600 followers so i thought you know what this must be a sign from god <laughs> i must actually like do this and like follow through with it properly mm. because i am getting support from people from strangers who i don't mm. know on social media social media can be very problematic sometimes yeah, but it can be i think as well, i can't it? exactly like tool. be against it because that's how BGMP was mm. born so i think i got a lot of support from people i don't know from people i know but in terms of monetary support from the right organizations the right people um schools universities that kind of thing i didn't and i actually applied for a grant called o2 think big i'm not sure mm. if anybody knows it but i didn't get that so and it was only 300 pounds and the uni grant was a thousand pounds so I don't know what it was i had done but i was kind of sort of like (laughs) okay i'm not going to apply for any grants now and then kind of gave up after that but i don't think i get enough monetary support at all Mm.
0: what about you in terms of well-being in terms of career advice did you think that educational support was there Um, in regards to getting
4: my placement i do Mm. believe i got quite a lot of support from my university um, they helped me look through my CV, my applications, give me advice on where, to, when, when and where to apply. Um, so they were quite helpful in regards yeah. to that, but li- um, for example, lecturers, yeah, the most helpful as we are, probably know, like, mm. they literally teach you the curriculum and that's it. They leave you to your own doing. Slides and that's oh. it. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so in regards to that sense, I don't think we get enough support mm. in the university. Mm. Um. Mm.
3: I don't think support... It, you don't get a lot of support from universities. What I didn't particularly... I went to the University of Nottingham and my degree was not... Um, what's that word? It wasn't practical. It was very, like, the other version. What's so that? Revision. Revision? No.
0: Like theoretical. Yeah, oh, okay. that's the word. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it was very theoretical. So we were doing a lot of reading, writing, but no one was really there to support you in terms of getting internships mm. in, like... Um, actual industry work and in terms of all the internships I've done since they've all been found by me I've been supporting Mm. myself in Mm. getting somewhere and that's because um not that I believed in myself but because you know my mum believed in me my family believed in me and I also you know you think to yourself I'm here for three years I can't just waste time Mm. so that was also another like motivation for me to support myself in a sense so I did basically do it all on my own well hmm. not on my own jesus christ helped me yeah. too it was <laughs> all <Also> god um <laughs> yeah so in terms of that support like the uni didn't really help me that much because they were more right. focused on coursework yeah. dissertation and stuff like that so it's hard to come by you have to sometimes you have to do it
1: yourself and I want to add to that as well. I think everybody in uni, like, has their own, like, race to run. So mm-hmm. everybody is sort of doing their own thing, applying for their own internships. Everybody's getting their own internships, mm-hmm. placements, securing grad jobs here and there. Yeah. Well, that's how it was like in my uni. I definitely, like, say that. But <laughs> I think when it comes to these kind of things, a lot of people sort of look at other people and say oh she's got this he's got that mm-hmm. I must get that not because they mm. truly want it but yeah. because somebody else has else, it yeah. so then the support from each other it becomes sort of competition of who can get the most interviews you can get the most internships placements yeah. mm. and it's just a bit unhealthy yeah. so I think it's a lot harder well very hard in uni to sort of get support from people like above and then also people
0: around who you're with, you exactly in
1: terms of yeah. those academic sort of journeys that you want to go mm-hmm. through Yeah.
0: yeah I guess it's the priority aspect because as you said with the lecturers their priority is just getting you done with the degree like it's not necessarily
2: Mm. about your life that's what they get paid for (laughs) yes what
0: they get paid for so even when we go back to the government like a lot of people on our instagram they've said no we're not the priority like young people aren't the priority people in general aren't the priority so yeah we have to make ourselves the priority i guess and just root for ourselves Mm. yeah
2: are you looking at me (laughs) (laughs)
5: um
0: i wanted to touch on your engineering because i'm interested in engineering as well but not a lot of black women are in the top when it comes to that that work area so what Mm. made you want to strive for that what
5: made me get into
4: engineering yeah um first of all my parents always had me like doing all the techie so I thought, yeah, I'm good at this. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll get into technology. But also I saw a, like a massive future in technology. There's so much space, so much um,
5: mm-hmm.
4: space for growth within technology. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, for every sector, for example, for, for the finance sector, you do need um, technology to make things run smoothly, mm-hmm. work quicker, work better. So um, there's there's just a really bright future in technology. And it's just about finding, this, there's so much to do in technology. It's about mm-hmm. finding what exactly you want to do even be like an analyst or like a, a developer or an engineer or there's, just, there's so many things I'm, mm. s- I'm still learning to this day mm-hmm. you know what I mean
0: and it's not only coding a lot of people think technology is just straight coding writing program day in day out it's not there's so much so 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 much more to it yeah. mm. I'm still
3: learning myself so <laughs> how did you get into media as well oh. what was your journey through media <laughs> <laughs> um, well I've When I was younger, I was quite like a storyteller. I loved to just talk. Mm. and um also you know i grew up like on the estate you know substory story insert here mm. and um <laughs> you see it a lot on the media people talk about when people talk about working class people you see poverty street you see benefit benefit street you see tv mm. shows like that you see scroungers you see like a lot to do with like language and how they talk about certain people and especially black people asian people, people of specific faiths it's very like interrogatory and horrific and when you look at the language it comes back to us and we start talking about people in that same language so I felt like you know why is it so powerful so I kind of got into media hating it because mm. I hated how much power it had over you know the mm. way we talk about each other the way we interact with each other so i came in with the hate and then it turned into love because (laughs) i realized that i can actually do something to change this Mm. Mm. so that's why i got into media really and it took a lot for me to actually admit that i wanted to be a journalist because you know like coming from black families it's doctor engineer it's lawyer it's not you know how it is it's (laughs) not a journalist it's like you're not gonna hold a camera and you're not going to just write all day they didn't understand it but um so it took a lot for me to convince myself like wait i actually want to be a journalist Mm -hmm. i kind of covered it up in um public service like kind of jobs i thought i wanted to be like a carer i thought i wanted to be a midwife but really um my concern was always for people but my main concern was how people are portrayed in the media Mm -hmm. not about you know like helping them give birth to their baby specifically (laughs) so It did take a lot for me to convince myself that actually it's journalism i want to go into just Mm -hmm. because it's not very like it's not looked like something that's very serious so it did take a lot but now that i'm actually in it and i'm on my way to becoming a journalist Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just more like important to me and Mm -hmm. i want other girls to feel like it's important as well so that's why i'm an ambassador Mm -hmm.
5: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: do you feel like this is a question to all of you, but do you feel like we're there yet in terms of being represented in journalism? I know that you've had like a love-hate relationship with it, but I feel like I'm worried that there's a trend going on. People like to have this corporate wokeness, like, okay, this month is this awareness month, is Black History Month, let's post everything, let's post Stormzy, <laughs> let's, you know, I feel like, i'm worried that things are becoming a trend rather than becoming the norm Mm -hmm. so do you feel like that is something you see in journalism do you feel like that is something you see in media or are we actually progressing as a society
3: um so i recently applied for the journalism diversity fund which is basically an organization that like funds black minority ethnic students into like diversifying the newsroom so they pay for you to do your master's and basically so that when you do get a job you do help towards making changes so in terms of like diversity in journalism in media and in um what's that thing like how it's a trend I do believe what you're saying it is a trend but the only way we can make a difference is by people like me and other people getting more involved in journalism Mm -hmm. and changing that because when I was at uni I was head of news for the university magazine and it was October, we're all sitting around the table, we're pitching ideas, everyone's talking about Halloween, no one's talking about Black History Month. So it's (laughs) like there's areas in the country where it's not a trend at all. So Mm. then it's hard to fault when like you come to London where it is a trend because it's like do we praise this do we not praise this so it does get quite difficult because every area is going for its own shift Mm. when it comes to conversation because journalism Mm. is literally about conversation whatever's on trend will end up being in the papers like right now CBD oil is in everything (laughs) but there's a lot of black young men who are in prison for having drugs on Mm -hmm. them but then now it's like Something that's profitable, but only if it's marketed by a white woman. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of shift and tug and pull when it comes to like trends and journalism and diversity. But what I can say is the only way this will really change is if we have more diverse newsrooms and we have people like explaining, like, yes, maybe this is a trend for now, mm. but it's actually real life. So that's where it becomes a bit gimmicky but it's actually people's real lives, so they need to have more concern about how they write about certain mm-hmm. news um, articles and how they write about certain topics as well, especially with knife crime and the whole chicken box thing. I'm not gonna, uh, I, don't I, mean, want I don't even wanna, <laughs> wanna, but it's, it's, it's out there, I mean, <laughs> it's out there. So that is a great example of how trends turn into something horrible, right. where you're actually taking people's real life and turning it into a trend, turning it into a gimmick, so mm. I think that's where, you know, it's not even about journalism anymore. It's about marketing, advertising, so many other groups, teams, divisions that have no diversity, who are making decisions and literally pioneering conversations that they will never be a part of. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mm. I can't talk too much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you can, you can keep going, Yeah, but on that note, I don't want to go over it again. But with the chicken box thing, (laughs) do you you think that the government are taking use of this media, though? Like, there must be someone out there who's in control of this media who knows this is going to get a reaction. Do you think that this is a purposeful thing, that it's a mistake? Like, what, What are your guys' take on it?
2: It's purpose. It, distracts <laughs>
1: yeah. from, it distracts you from Almost the reality on, yeah. like, The fact that there's writing on a chicken box That people will eat the chicken And throw the box in the bin Like That writing alone causes reaction It causes the conversation People are talking about it But are we actually talking about the root cause of it Are we talking mm. about how we can solve this Like They've done that purposefully Like It's all just tricks and, and ways mm, Just to get people true. talking about something That doesn't matter And we're just being distracted from the actual real
2: purpose mm. It's like It's like I said before on this topic there's a cause for why these things are happening like really? it's knife crime there's a reason behind it mm. and instead of tackling the cause they're just going straight to the problem like hey don't don't use knives give it in mm. but that doesn't stop anything because yeah, right. you could ban all the knives but people find another you way find to find a way, way. yeah
1: and obviously in the government and the people who are making these sort of these campaigns nine times out of 10, they're not people that come from the backgrounds that these young men are carrying knives from. So Mm. they probably won't understand why it is that they're doing that, but they don't Mm. even have the time to even figure out why they're doing that. So it's like two different groups of people coming from two different places not being able to understand each other because there's just conflict yeah so it's it's not working (laughs) yeah it's not working i think
2: that boils down to representation as well Mm -hmm. i think if we had more youth coming from let's say the streets and then into journalism and then writing about why this is happening then we'd probably progress further but because it's not happening it's gonna stay the same
0: yeah but do you think the avenue of like journalism and things like that are advertised enough to people like them do you feel like they even see that as an option
2: I don't even think it's just in journalism I think it's in anything in general yeah. There's They're kind of stigmatised for a certain group of people So people are like oh, I can't do that because mm-hmm. I grew around this area Or I can't do that because I don't have The correct qualifications or whatever mm-hmm. But there's always a way around things You can find a way to do something If you really put your mind to it mm-hmm. and Especially if it's for your community as well You need mm-hmm. to represent and make sure that You put your foot forward So then other people can walk along otherwise you know these streets aren't safe and they won't stay safe until someone does
5: yeah. mm.
1: i think the problem is also that people don't see education as an option or education as a thing that will help them in the future because they mm. probably don't have anybody to look up to right. so that's why i always stress the important of importance of mentoring because if i don't see if i never saw my dad or my mom or somebody that i look up to I wouldn't do education, I wouldn't mm-hmm. go to uni, I wouldn't do, not mm. saying that you have to go to uni, but I wouldn't do all the things that I have done that I feel would benefit me because I wouldn't see a point. Yeah. If these young boys don't see, or young boys and girls, don't see anybody to look up to, don't have anything that they can be like, oh, this looks good, I should mm-hmm. follow that, then the first thing they're going to turn to is the thing that they see everybody else in the community turn to. So
2: That's I, I don't mm-hmm.
1: think that education, or people are promoting these things enough, these kind of organisations that help young pe- young people. Um, career paths that help young people, mm. and that's the problem, really.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like what ways would you encourage young people to access this? Because obviously, it's hard. We've said it's hard to, to find people to help you. It's hard to find mentors. But what advice would you give to someone who's currently in that position?
1: Um, I think it's more so that we have to come out to them rather than them come to us. Mm-hmm. So access can be there but if nobody is actually accessing it themselves or trying Mm -hmm. to access things themselves then it's not really going to go anywhere so it's a thing where we have to do as much as we can to reach out to the people that need it the most um and we are in positions gratefully where we can say okay we've done this we've done that we've had this Mm -hmm. experience here and there we maybe don't know where you're coming from in terms of like we haven't been seen the things that you've seen. We haven't had mm. the same experiences. But we can relate to a certain level. So I think it's more on us to do as much as we can, like the older community to do as much as they can to help the younger people and just to bring them up with us rather than them. It's not. It's more like a top-down approach than a down-up-heavy oh, approach. Yeah. 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 Right.
0: Do you feel like you got help from older people when you were going through that same situation?
1: Um, So in terms of education, um, I got help from my mum and dad. But obviously Mm. my mum and dad are quite a few years older than I am. I'm the oldest in my family. So I was the first to go to university. I was the first to do A-levels, to do GCSE. Mm. So I haven't really had that many people that can be like, oh, um, yeah, you did this. I can do that as well in terms of university. So I knew that I wanted to go to Warwick, but I didn't know anybody that actually went there like Mm. all my the people that were older than me went to like completely different universities from what i had like what i wanted to go to so Mm. um i think that that was very hard looking for somebody that i could look up to luckily a lot of my friends wanted to go to the same university i did so Mm. i think my support came from people who were going through the same situation as me rather than people who were above me but i think that if i had somebody who was above i would probably be a little bit more at ease than mm-hmm. i was when i was applying
4: to uni yeah,
0: yeah. do you feel like you've had the same Sorry. same role models
4: um no i didn't have a lot of older people to ask questions to or to ask for advice i i grew up in Ireland, island so i mm-hmm. in a very small like town so i didn't have, have a lot of older people to ask questions to but once i was in university um, I did have people near year above me or two years above me that I was able to ask questions um, and also ask for coursework advice mm. and help with my coursework and assignments because like, it's, it's really, it's really <laughs> hard with the technology side but yeah and once I was in university there were people who were willing to help me that's why I am so willing to help people yeah, uh, in as well, yeah.
5: Mm.
0: I feel like young people get this stigma that we don't like helping people we don't like yeah. giving back to people but we do because mm-hmm. It's not like we're dumb it's not like we don't see the Mm -hmm. help that we receive like a lot of us although we can disregard the privilege we get a lot of us understand that there is a privilege like Mm -hmm. particularly education i know a lot of parents yeah they want you to be a doctor engineer whatever whatever but there is a reason behind that like Mm -hmm. they care about you and they care for you do you feel like young people understand this care though a lot of people use this as a way of being disrespectful, like why are you telling me what to do? Kind of thing. Do you feel like we understand where older people are coming from? I don't
4: I don't think we do well. I don't think I um, don't know people do. I, I don't think I did either when I was quite young. I saw my parents saying, Oh, I want you to do medicine, I want you to do you know, be a lawyer, this and that. I saw, I saw it was a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But where I was, where I was lucky, my parents let me choose what I wanted to do at the end of the day. So I was like I wanna be technology developed. Do it. <laughs> You're yourself do it. Yeah. So, um, young people shouldn't see it as pressure or they're, they're telling you what to do or telling you how to live, live, live your life. It's rather they're giving you advice mm-hmm. from their experience. So, just, I think yeah. it's important to follow your parents' advice at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
5: It's not
2: I think that's what causes this, the disconnect between generations as yeah. well as young people don't want to listen, yeah. and mm. old people are like, well, they don't want to listen, so, so I'm not going to say, say anything. anything. Yeah. So um, we need to find the common ground there and bridge the gap, otherwise it's just going to continue now. Like, it's a bit mad, you know, because there's youths that I see that want help, but no one's willing to offer them help. And there's people that know the things that they need help with, mm. and they can walk them through it, but no one's doing anything because no one wants to listen and no one wants to be told. So.
1: Mm. I think the problem is also that we grew up in a different time. Mm, yeah. So That's true. when our parents sort of came here to this country, it was like a sacrifice and they're sort of survivors. They've come yeah. here and like Everyone survived, survived this yeah. kind yeah. of country. Yeah. But we have grown up here, or Ireland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we're just like, <laughs> like happy-go-lucky, this, like, this is life, what yeah. we're used yeah. to. And yeah. I always, always, always say this, that with the fact that we also have platforms, we have social media, we live, we've grown up with social media, we can speak mm. about things that we might we don't think is like we might not think it's right we speak about things that we want to do we mm-hmm. see a growing sort of like life on like sort of like social media influencers and all these different sort of career paths that everybody can go through so it's like sometimes the as you said the disconnect it's like our parents don't understand why we can't see what they're seeing through their lens like why we want to go and do x y and z and they've done like the traditional doctor mm. accountant yeah so i think that it's a problem with the times as well. Like because mm-hmm. we've grown up in different times, it's just very hard to be able to understand each other because there's so much. There's so many differences. So many. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's an importance of like talking.
2: Communication. Yeah.
0: Communication yeah. definitely because obviously they'll they'll never understand how it feels to always have a phone twenty four seven to always contact people that you have even met in real life. Yeah. Like,
5: yeah.
0: And as dangerous as that might be, sometimes it's useful because yeah. as we've mentioned, networking and things mm-hmm. like that. Sometimes you won't always Talk to people That you've already seen Um, Do you feel like You've had to Network in that way And if so How have you gone about it
1: So, I feel like networking has almost killed me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing so networking is, is... is I'm not really good at it, so, like... <laughs> but I've actually had to do it to be able to get to places, to be able to meet new people. But I actually met one of, like, my mentor through networking. Mm-hmm. Um, she was coming to my uni to do, like, an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I need to see her. Like, I need <laughs> to talk to her. want to meet her. want to know everything about her. So, I actually had to force myself and put myself in a position where I was uncomfortable, and I actually had to speak to her, and I really didn't want to, but I knew that that's what was going to get me results. Mm. So, um, yeah, I approached her when I saw her. We spoke a lot. She, I talked, I talked about BGMP. She liked what we were doing, um, and then she offered so much support and help. And I just thought that mm. if I hadn't gone to that event just to talk yeah, to her, you wouldn't that wouldn't happen. So, as much as I, ha- I hate networking, it's, it's like a double-ended sword. Like I just, I it just it's, it doesn't sit well with me, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, have I have to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with them. So, much. Um, especially we get, to get my placement, I had to network and reach out to people in the company that I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, so after my interview, I messaged them all. I was like, "Thank you so much for t- sitting to talk to me. I appreciate your time." And then what, when I met my um, the manager, mm-hmm. he was like, "The reason why you got the job, apart from your skills, or whatever, was because you did reach out. You took that right. extra step mm-hmm. to um, to message the." So they're really happy with that. And I also met my mentor through networking. Mm. So I I met her at an interview actually for an internship. I didn't get the internship. but Then I reached out to her after. I asked her questions, where I could, what I could improve on. Mm. And then she was really happy with the fact that I reached out to her because mm. it's not easy. Because yeah. I'm not, a very, not yeah. I'm a confident person, but stuff like networking is just yeah. it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so I think she really appreciated the fact that I took that step to message her and then she's
0: so willing to help with everything else as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
4: that's really
3: good. Yeah, um, I feel like with networking with like Zainab and IBK's mm-hmm. stories, um, what's like really key is that they were both really passionate about what they were doing at the time. Mm. So like if you know what you want to do and you see yourself somewhere, but you just don't know how to get there, then really networking and using that as a tool is really important to get to your next steps because as much as we were talking about like supporting yourself and your friends supporting you sometimes they're in the exact same boat as you or they literally cannot help you so like when you get to a point where you feel like you're stuck then looking for a mentor looking for someone who inspires you is like really important like I haven't got a mentor they're they're lucky the (laughs) lucky ones I've not got a mentor I've met many people and I've networked with many people Mm. and I just don't feel a connect with them because sometimes they've mentored before and you can tell yeah they're tired of it they're tired (laughs) and also it's like very flippant Mm. and I know that the person I need to like go to the next level I've not met them yet but I'm open to meeting them and like IBK was saying it's so important to just be kind and have manners and say thank you and just continue to like reach out to them even if you like she didn't get the internship but she left with a mentor Mm -hmm. eventually do you know what I mean so taking every setback like as a step forward literally learning from every single stage because it's not easy but also like Zainab was saying, life shouldn't be so hard that everything is a downfall, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what
0: I would say. Yeah, and having the right friends around you, because when you do feel like mm. everything's going badly, nothing is going for me, you need those right friends to push you and to give you those opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your friends have played a big role in, as you said, oh. like your friends are <laughs> the biggest role, yeah. but do you feel like you have to give the same advice to them also, like you have to support them as well?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a give and take. You, yeah. be one yeah. you mm-hmm. have to also give them positive advice and just tell them when, if, if they aren't doing something, like just kind of push them in the right direction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just help them. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think... Um, the friendship doesn't have to be transactional to the point where it's like, oh, I helped you on Monday, you have to help me on Tuesday. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of a, with good friends, it's more of a natural thing. So I've helped you out one time, you've helped me out another time. We can't even count the amount of times to yeah. help each other out because it's so natural. And I think that's so important that you have like, a group of people around you just to, you know, support you, help you um my friends have been amazing like my friends have been amazing the ambassadors have been like everybody around me like in that sort of circle has been just so helpful like everybody's done their part to Mm -hmm. help and I, i i really really appreciate that and try and give it back as much as possible yeah
3: I think um the beauty of bgmp is that we're all very friendly people Mm. we're not scary like i think sometimes with networking it can be very scary because they're literally adults they're like Mm. senior roles within what you want to get into so you might feel like i don't even know what to say maybe i'm gonna ask a stupid question (laughs) but i think with bgmp the beauty of it is that we're all young we we've all been through it before we're all very open to help it doesn't even matter if like They're the same age as me. I'm still going to help them. Like, there's no, like, boundaries. Like, it's all very open. And that's the thing that I really like about BGMP. And in terms of friends, it is very important to have, like, supportive friends. But also just, like, listening to them and also remembering Mm. to be a child. Because, you know, like I said, we are young. And you need your friends to also make sure you have a good time as much as, you know, a successful time. So, So, Mm. you know, balance is super important. And just never get so lost in being like don't get so career driven that you forget that you're a normal human being Mm -hmm. because like we said linkedin i'm sure we've all seen people on linkedin who are like i'm not sure if they're real Mm because in september they did this in october they did that and then christmas they were like and it's like so much that Mm -hmm. they're doing that Mm -hmm. they almost become unapproachable Mm -hmm. like with my mentor that i was placed with at the guardian she was like we went to go report the protest at parliament and she was like faffing about like she was dropping her like recorder and I was like I love this like I I love (laughs) seeing this being a human yeah because she's normal she's like oh I'm sorry like and I'm like no but I get that it's a professional job but at the same time we're all human and Mm -hmm. people like lose that once they start getting higher up in their roles and stuff and they just become robotic so I think Mm -hmm. it's super important to just remember the balance and also don't expect so much from people because you wouldn't expect that from like Yourself. yourself So Mm. yeah just holding yourself Accountable as much as you hold your friends Accountable
0: is super important Yeah I think I, I definitely agree like My friends are my biggest support Network but as you said Like it's so important to take care Of yourself you can't do everything you're One person yeah like T. He always says, "Sleep when you die," but that is, that is <laughs> the worst advice oh, you I can give. Well, that's facts, man. You can sleep when you die. Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Yeah. to sleep now?
5: What
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> <Are you tired? laughs> yeah, Taking care of yourself is important. What do you guys do to take care of yourself? I know I've got into the habit of reading again. Thank mm. like God. I feel like when I was in school something happened. I just got bored of. Books and do you know what it is? School makes reading so, to me boring. It's so boring, yeah. Mm. But now I thank God I've got back to it. So, is there anything that you guys do to take care of mm, yourselves? Part of the
2: self love routine,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Well, um, I really, really, really like doing my nails, my hey. toenails, <laughs> buy new makeup, mm, buying new clothes like that's the sort <laughs> of the self love, like the material self love. But when it comes to actual like self love, self love, I like to sort of reflect. Um, so Mm, I have a gratitude journal Mm, Um, I've been doing that for quite a while now since 27 since I started BGMP around that time yeah Yeah. not for any good there's no correlation but just because like I have so much to give thanks for Mm. and I don't think I spend enough time in the day counting like my blessings because I can't count them mm. anyway but I don't spend enough time in the day thanking like God for what I actually have so I just like basically write about my day and then Mm write about what great things happened and then write at least five things that I'm grateful for that happened in that day. So not stuff like, oh yeah, I'm grateful that I have a life but like, I'm grateful for this, that this happened today Mm -hmm. I met this person today or I Mm. linked up with her today or I did, yeah, just that kind of thing. So that's really helped me and every time like I find myself into like I've, i'm sad or like i'm upset or i'm down i just turn to my diary and look at all like the good the things, good the things great that things, are yeah. happening in my life like compared mm. to people who are going through so much worse like i'm going through nothing but i don't mm. minimize my experiences mm. i just try and get through it in that way
2: yeah, yeah i think everyone should do that that's yeah. a that's a very powerful way to stay in a positive state of mind yeah.
1: mm.
3: um i agree with saying but like i do like to reflect a lot um i feel like Well, from the little I've said, maybe you can tell that I do a lot on my own. So it does, like, it can take a toll on you. What I do like to do is I like love to buy notebooks that's my thing mm-hmm. I will fill it up with anything like mean. I love to write like I love writing so and yeah I also like to draw as well so mm. so like Doodling, I do. Just, yeah I have yeah. of the day Doodling. yeah so, <laughs> so I do like to write a lot and yeah I do like to write a lot and I just when I do write um I have one right now which has just got like some lemons on it and <laughs> I just called it Marvel 2019 when life hands you lemons. Yeah. And then every day I say, like, mm. you are kind, you are like fun, you are. um Yeah, like affirmations. Affa- hey! <laughs> 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 affirmations. <laughs> affirmations. Yeah. So I do that. And then when I write, you are kind, I'll say, like, all the things that um, I know that I've i bring that makes me a kind person mm-hmm. and then all the things that make me think i'm not a kind person and then the people who make me feel like i'm not a kind person mm. and then I goes to the next page and you are successful and to this yeah. morning my one was you are seen because a lot of mm. the time i feel like um not just me but i feel like a lot of people can feel overlooked Mm
0: -hmm. unheard yeah
3: really really can take a toll like take a toll on you like very badly Mm -hmm. and i just had to say like today like you are seen people can see you people know your achievements and you should focus on the people who also see you Mm -hmm. so like that's what i like to do just say things and just write it down and let Myself, you know, know that it's happening and that it's real, and I also do like to read a lot. And mm. I got my screenshot here from last night that I was reading, but um, I was reading this one lady, and she said that you should cry until there are no more tears, and then recognize in your exhaustion that you're alive.
0: Mm-hmm. So I feel like
3: sometimes we get so tired and we get so upset, mm. and we feel like that's it. But I think to find the silver lining is just know that you're alive know that you're actually working so mm-hmm. hard that you're you healthy st- yeah Yeah. you can still feel yeah. at the end of the day and it's actually showing you that you've worked so hard for something that you know you're still going there's still like that little bit of hope you're still alive you're not done you're not dead so you know that's what I like to do and also pray because mm-hmm. praying is just amazing yeah mm-hmm. and I like to like Bible flip so I'll just like get my Bible open it up First thing I read will be like that.
4: I'll take that for my motivation for the day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, as the guy said, I mm. do do a lot of self-reflecting as well. Just my own time, just me time, chill, relax, and i have really tried to, um, to, um, to start getting into reading as well. Mm. I, I I didn't read for a long time, so I didn't have to, obviously a proper education Yeah, no reason yeah, to. Exactly. Mm. So I'm really trying to get into reading, like self-help. Um, care and stuff so like I'm reading seven um seven rules of, um, I of how to it be it a, yeah how to how to the person.
5: So I'm
0: trying to read that now. So it's going well. It's going Yeah. So before we go, is there anything we want to promote? Anything that the Black Girls Mentoring Project is planning or in the works? Any questions?
2: Yeah um, any questions. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> we have an event coming up, um we're still getting a venue, but hmm. it's gonna be an event in collaboration with two other organizations called B-Men and BYP. So that's oh. the Black Male Empowerment Network mm-hmm. and um, the Black, you, you no, know, young people. Young, young. 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 Yeah, but yeah, yeah, BYP Network, yeah. Hmm. Um, so that'll be soon. Um, we're not sure when, but definitely before the end of this year. So we'll mm-hmm. have more information on our social media pages. Yeah. And we also just recently released our website. So that's www.blackgirlsmentoringproject.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, but um, <laughs> everything else is taken. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deal uh, with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout
2: out your social media as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Our social media pages are at Black MP. That's Twitter and Instagram. And then our Facebook page is just Black Girls Mentoring Project. But that's also currently under works as well.
5: Yeah. Mm. So,
0: just again, like, who's the target audience age group? So,
1: we our target audience is uh, Black British uh, nationals. You will find the eligibility requirements on the actual website if mm. you want to find out more. Um, but between the ages of fourteen and eighteen, so that's about year nine or year ten,
5: mm.
1: year nine <laughs> to year thirteen, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You can just apply. Um, applications are not open yet for mentees; they will be open at the, at the end of the month, and then application mm. for mentors are open all year round so yeah
0: and this is across england across uk yeah
1: across the whole of the uk this is um a uk scheme yeah not just london don't worry
0: Hmm.
2: (laughs) don't miss out man yeah
0: Yeah, don't don't miss miss out out. as we said mentoring is important it's important to have role models because you can't do life on your own so Mm -hmm. yeah reach out for help reach out for people